0: lot talk radio
1: Power Show, and my name is Beverly D. And uh, tonight we have Brother Robert X out of Chicago, Illinois. He has been with us for two weeks, and when Brother Robert X come on, he always give us a wealth of information. So last night we talked about Elixium, Alec- Alexium, the movie um, that is out, The Ecology of Fear. He is uh, associating with the book. That book. And uh, last week we talked about uh, Now You See Me. And so, uh, again, uh, things, it's a lot of things that are going on around us. And it is so good to have people like Brother Robert X to be able to explain it to us. So, this is uh, a really learning experience. And so, I'm going to pull Brother Robert X. Robert X, can you hear me?
2: Yes, I can hear you, Sister Hotel.
1: Kotef, thank you again for joining us, and uh, we're going to get right in. Where we left off last night?
3: Yeah, uh, it's it's always a pleasure, sister. Uh, Let me give some greetings to uh, the sister. I'm sure she's listening tonight, uh, who uh, gave me the moniker of the wizard, queen sister, Uh, one of the few sisters I know of uh, that will go into a, a city council meeting, here in Chicago and point blank call a devil a devil to their faces. She doesn't run and hide. And she's done it and she's done it on more than one occasion based on their behavior being devilish. And as a result, when she attempted to post our a poster uh our flyer on her Facebook us uh, she was advised that she would summarily be Uh, kicked off Facebook, I think, about three weeks. So uh, no good deed goes unpunished when you try to put stuff up associated with yourself and Brother Blair and Professor Dr. Williams. So uh, thanks for tuning in, Queen Sister.
1: Yes, and we all thank you. She's a true warrior. So she tried to put the flyer up and they wouldn't let her put it up?
3: Uh, There's nothing on that flyer, to me, that would be injurious to anyone. Uh, It merely deals with date, time, cost, and subject matter, none of which can be construed to be anti-anyone. But that's what happens. uh, When people know who you are and just uh, what are you going to be discussing, uh, that's just a heads up for what's going to happen. In the future, leading us to the road of Elysium, where again, in the movie, uh, you basically have the thought police manifesting themselves and people being punished based on their thinking, uh, based on their vibration, and this kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I hope that we can get right into this thing tonight, because one of the things that I want to definitely deal with, with two points. One being the uh, Woolrich alleged murder where brothers, a couple of brothers who were Muslims supposedly cut the head off of the white boy, Britain in broad daylight. And the other, uh, we want to definitely look at the people who are behind the manufacturing of all of these things leading to Elysium. I'm talking about the Zionists. Uh, who's attempting to put this world government apparatus in place that he controls. And if you want to know what uh, political Zionism is, uh, just consult the Nazi movement in Germany. That's what we're talking about here. And if you look at Elysium, it gives you that flavor of Nazism, basically the Nazis winning World War Two, and that's the ultimate result, uh, Elysium.
1: Hmm. so uh, what it seems like that the Nazi is here in America, and so they're making it here like it was in Germany.
4: Yes,
3: and if you look at it, sister, the Nazis were here already in the elite. They supported Adolf Hitler.
4: and I don't have yeah. to
3: go through that whole litany of people, operations that were helping to finance Adolf Hitler, but suffice it to say, uh, many and were the elite in this country who were also engaged in eugenics and believed in uh, this whole notion of white supremacy. You see, this is this is where and why I have the problems that I do with people like Alex Jones. I, I must use this guy because I want your listeners to Google this particular talk uh, from a guy named Larry Nichols. Uh, Google Larry Nichols Killed people for for the Clintons Larry Nichols Killed people for the Clintons And you run into a conversation that he has With a guy, a radio talk show Who's obnoxious as well Named Pete Santilli One of the uh, organizers of the Trucker protest that you just saw in Washington D.C. this past weekend,
2: along with the veterans.
3: Okay, Uh, Pete Santilli—that's S-A-N-T-I-L-L-I. This is one of the radio programs that I monitor on a consistent basis. But one of the things that you'll find is Larry Nichols pointing out that not only did he kill people as an intelligence operator for Clinton, but that he's also extremely close and was a member of Mossad, Israeli intelligence, along with Benjamin Netanyahu, who is now the prime minister of Israel. When you sit and listen to this conversation, which is about, I would say, 45 minutes an hour, it will absolutely blow your mind. Rarely do you hear people come on anybody's radio program, as well-known as this guy is, because I've been tracking Larry Nichols since around 91, okay? Uh, okay? But rarely do you have anyone come on a radio program and says that he not only worked for CIA and killed people for a president, that's how he made his living, uh, but that he also was extremely close with the prime minister of Israel and was a member of Mossad as well as being a member of CIA.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean I use my favorite word when I hear stuff like that And that's unbelievable Right Because that's what it is But this is what the times are bringing about today And he dares them to bring him up on any kind of charges He would love to go to court uh, And explain this stuff in a court of law But of course they're not going to acknowledge him Because he knows too much hmm He even points out that Hillary Clinton is gay. Yeah, I
1: remember. I remember. I I think I saw his interview uh, a while back. Oh,
3: okay. Uh, Okay. I remember
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And Bill Clinton is too. He's bisexual, from what
3: I understand. Yes, because the farther you go up into this society, that's what you run into. And you'll find. That all of your past presidents, going all the way back to Jimmy Carter, have been bisexual. I, I just, I want people to remember. I know everybody remember Bush too. Just Obama, people talking about his gay relationships. Right. Yeah, they bust. They busted. You just established with with uh, Clinton, uh, based on what Larry Nipples was saying. Uh, they busted George W. Bush uh uh Herbert Walker, they busted him in the White House sneaking in male call boys and all this kind of stuff. Uh Ronald Reagan, even back in California, uh, was accused of having uh bisexual orgies and this kind of thing uh in the governor's mansion in California. Mm-hmm. So again, it, it 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 boggles my mind why anybody would want to move up the ladder in this country when it's boo-boo on every step of the way along that ladder as you move up. So nobody should be shocked when you got stuff like LGBT and all this other insanity being promoted as if it's the norm. Nobody should be shocked. Okay? So just want everybody to be aware of that.
1: I guess it is the norm for them.
3: Yes. No question about it. and. If you really want to uh, get into some fascinating reading, uh, take some time out to do some research on Hollywood and going all the way back to the 1920s, okay, with with the founding of Hollywood, and look at the people who were bisexual and homosexuals from that day all the way up to today, and it will absolutely shock you. But they gave you a picture of reality based on acting where these people were depicted as a woman's woman in terms of the, the ultimate in beauty and femininity. And the men's right. men that they gave you, most of them were homosexuals. Right. So no, none of what you saw in terms of your reality was, was real. So that's extremely important because now they are basically branching out since they've uh, gained control of various levers and institutions of power in this country. Now they are branching out to do their thing on a global scale. And anybody that disagrees with them, they're going to put you on economic sanctions and do whatever they have to do to get you to accept this paradigm uh, as the only true paradigm uh, in the world of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I know to some people it sounds crazy But I can assure you It's not crazy Because if you look at just the what's happening today With all of this stuff In terms of this Zionist takeover of the world <clears throat> Which leads to Elysium What you basically have Is the Yanon plan Now I mentioned this particular plan is it's, You can spell it Y-I-N-O-N I mentioned this particular plan a couple of weeks ago, and I'd like to kind of just cite a few things in it, uh, just so people can understand where I'm coming from with this. But this is the Zionist plan for the Middle East. Uh, it's translated by Israel Shahak. Now, people say, well, man, Ra, who is Israel Shahak? What makes him an authority? On this stuff Here's what they say about Israel Shahak They say Israel Shahak Is a professor of organic chemistry At Hebrew University In Jerusalem And the chairman of the Israeli League for Human and Civil Rights That's who Israel Shahak is He's a Jew Who had guts enough To reprint This particular plan For Zionist dominance Of the entire world And if I might sister They say here Opening up this thing uh, They they begin to talk about Breaking up the Arab countries uh, When it's time To control them Because I think People need to understand That many of the boundaries And the lines that basically identify Many of the Arab Countries today just like Africa didn't exist a little more than 100 years ago Those lines were Drew up by the four horsemen Well it was really wasn't the four horsemen back then But let's say British And the United States were major players Along with France, Germany uh, Belgium uh, And those countries were Major players in drawing up the Boundaries of not Just uh, uh, the Middle East But Africa as well Okay mm-hmm. And so they drew up those lines where Israel would subsequently take advantage of the tribal conflicts that existed going back hundreds of years where they would take, and you can see this all over Africa and all over the Middle East, they would take the minority in a country and put them over the majority of the country. Okay, knowing that that's (laughs) going to create hostility with the majority. You can take a look at the Hutu and the Tutsi with uh, Rwanda and Burundi. You'll find that same scenario writ large, where they put the majority of the people up under a small minority. If you look at Syria, you've got the Alawites, who according to the Shiites, have a disproportionate amount of power in the government, and they're a small group. If you look at this country, okay, you'll find Israeli power, Jewish power in this country far uh, uh, out of balance in terms of their numbers. How is this small group of people able to exert so much power, where they literally have the entire political apparatus scared to say anything about them. But that's the fight. Because if you don't fight that, I guarantee you, Elysium will become a reality. I guarantee it. We may not be around to see it, but that don't mean it won't take place. They say here in the Yanan plan, for instance, they say the plan operates on two essential premises. To survive, Israel must, one, become an imperial regional power, and two, they must effect the division of the whole area into small states. Small here will depend on the ethnic or sectarian composition of each state. They go on further in the Yannan plan, they say this. They say, and this is in the forward, the accurate and de- detailed plan of the present Zionist regime for the Middle East is based on the division of the whole area into small states and the dissolution of all the existing Arab states. Zev Schiff, the military correspondent of Haaretz, uh, writes about the best that can happen for Israel interest in Iraq would be, quote, the disillusion of Iraq into a Shiite state, a Sunni state, and the separation of the Kurdish part. Now, now you can see what's going on in Iraq. That's what you're going to have in the final analysis. They go on to say the strong connection with neoconservative thought in the USA, is very prominent, especially in the author's notes. The real aim of the author and of the present Israeli establishment is clear, to make an imperial Israel into a world power and to deceive the Americans after they deceived everybody else.
0: Uh-huh. They go on
3: to say the plan follows the plan follows faithfully the geopolitical ideas current in Germany from eighteen ninety to nineteen thirty three which were swallowed whole by Hitler and the Nazi movement and determined their aims for Eastern Europe, which carried out in nineteen thirty nine to nineteen forty one They go on to say in terms of the origin of of Yunnan that the essay originally appeared in Hebrew. In Kavunim, Kavunim, a journal for Judaism and Zionism, issue number fourteen in the winter uh, of February 1982. So you can see how far back this goes. This didn't come in 2013. Uh, this has been a part of their program since 1982. It was published by the Department of Publicity. Uh, at the World Zionist Organization in Jerusalem. So they go on and just get real nasty with it in here, sister. They say the Arab world, with its ethnic minorities, its factions, and internal crises is astonishingly self-destructive and does not, therefore, constitute a real threat against the state of Israel. In the long run, this world will be unable to exist within its present framework without having to go through genuine revolutionary changes. The Muslim Arab world is built like a temporary house of cards by foreigners, and then they have in parentheses France and Britain in the 1920s as two of the four horsemen without the desires of the inhabitants taken into account. Arbitrarily, they were divided into 19 states, all made of combinations of minorities and ethnic groups, hostile to one another, so that every state faces ethnic social destruction from within. They go on to say all the Maghreb states are made up of a mixture of Arab and non-Arab Berbers, Morocco and Algeria are at war with each other over Spanish Sahara. Militant Islam endangers the integrity of Tunisia, and Gaddafi uh, organizes wars which are destructive from the Arab point of view. Sudan is built upon four groups hostile to each other, an Arab uh, Muslim Sunni minority which rules over a majority of the non-Africans or non-Arab Africans, pagans. And Christians And I'll stop it right there sister Because again It just gets nastier and nastier And when you read this plan Written by the Zionists You won't have any question Not just about what's going on With all of the fighting in the Middle East But why certain moves That haven't been made yet Will automatically be made Based on this particular program For Zionist dominance uh, In the Middle East but by extension, and them controlling uh, the governmental process in Britain, the governmental process in France, and the governmental process in the United States, uh, they in fact uh, are going to be the instrument of death uh, in terms of of that pale horse uh, of the four right. horsemen. So, so
2: I
1: hope uh, people. So, play it it, play. so, see, okay. You got two group of white supremacists here. You, you one group is the Jewish, and then the other is the you know white supremacists. And the Jewish is this what the battle is about? That this is what's going on in in Washington now. That battle that's going on because you're saying their whole plan is to take over the whole world.
0: The yes. Jewish
1: white supremacy yes. and so what the you... other white supremacy uh is is battling with them is, is that what's going on
3: that is absolutely correct in breaking it down simply you can look at it as the nationalists which would be the so-called patriot movie a uh, movement in this country that you see in terms of the truckers and the veterans and all of this these are people who are strict constitutionalists uh, who are basically battling the internationalists, of which Henry Ford wrote about it in the 1920s in his book, The International Jew, okay? Uh, okay. So, so you got the nationalist versus the internationalist. Now, here's where black people are in this. Uh, we should have no sides in this debate because neither one of them, okay, I'm going to say this again, neither one of them, have the interest of black people uh, in terms of being uh, fair or humane to African people. But I I will also say this, uh, the Jewish people have used black people where they finance black movements with them being hidden behind the scenes, but they dictate the direction because it's in their interest to have us as cannon fodder, where we see them hiding behind us and eventually taking power, once we achieve our aims, our aims become secondary to theirs because they're the financiers of the movement. Mm-hmm. You see? And wow. so we've we've aligned ourselves with that thing, but the relationship between blacks and Jews is one of landlord and tenant, mm-hmm. where they've been the landlord's, And we've been the tenants. And they refuse to allow us to own anything. They've made it quite clear. Just Google Jewish leaders state no black leader will emerge that we don't control. Mm -hmm. This is coming from the higher echelons of Jewish leadership. And so you can look at every single movement that black people have had. In this country And if it wasn't financed by Jews It was neutralized by them Right Including
1: the NAACP
3: No question about it Well you can go to South Africa And uh, uh, There you only got One A short of the NAACP Here But the result is absolutely the same When you look behind the scenes And see who was behind the ANC I'm sorry they missing a P and an A. But the ANC in, in South Africa or Zania is no different than the NAACP here. And that's why the African uh, South African people are catching hell because the leadership uh, is being totally controlled uh, by Jewish interests, who, if you recall, when uh, you had the situation going on in the early 80s, uh where and I was one of those people that protested against uh uh the uh, uh Afrikaners controlling South Africa. Uh you will note that Israel was the uh, chief stumbling or sticking
4: uh
3: uh point in not just allowing Nelson, Nelson Mandela to come out of jail. But in basically stopping that whole situation where this small group of white people was controlling African people in their own country. So you go to Nigeria. You'll find them training, therefore controlling uh, the policing apparatus in Nigeria. Notice the airplane bomber. uh, I forget his name. Uh, Notice where he was from. Look at the banking system. They're very well hidden in terms of doing their dirt, but there's some of us who have enough guts to expose expose them for what they are. So it makes, is,
1: I'm, they I'm my, behind, it, it makes sense why they behind. It makes sense why they put a black president in office.
3: You got it, sister. Okay, that's but, it. It's not hard to see once you open your eyes. You walk around here with that wool pulled down over your eyes, and you will never see it. You will never see it. Look, if you want to understand the porn industry, you hear people talking about pornography, Google Jews control porn industry. And you'll go back to 100 years and find that 100 years later, they're very proud of the fact that they were – were and are behind the pornography industry. So it ain't just hate speech that they are behind. Uh, It ain't just the breakup of the educational system where they are completely outlawing African history to be taught in any of the school systems in this country, while at the same time making it mandatory that you uh, learn about the so-called Holocaust. That's not by right. accident, because if you study your history, you gonna run into theirs, and then you realize that they got yours, and you got theirs. Right. <laughs> 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 and I'm laughing because it is funny in a way, you know, when you right. got Jewish scholars who written about the fact that there's no such thing of a, 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 no such thing as a Jew until the 17th uh, century, and now all of a sudden they have made themselves historical relics in the land that they have absolutely no claim to.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. And then they go and set up this phony place called Israel under that premise, knowing full well that you can't have that land for a people that didn't exist. <laughs> and that's why we call it... Sister, Is it real? Okay. (laughs) Because the only way you can accept that is if you accept them basically creating what your reality is. They call it reality TV. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, these people, they create images, and we buy them. They call people stars, and we worship them. We don't know what stars are really comprised of, okay, based on them creating this phony construct of what reality is for all of us. And it gets to a point that we don't even question it. We send our children to these educational institutions or miseducation institutions. We send them to these major colleges and universities to bounce a ball, uh, uh, throw a ball, catch a ball, hit a ball, okay, and ain't got balls of their own, ain't got balls enough to say anything. But we can throw it, catch it, hit it, and do whatever, and shoot it. We can do that. Making billions upon billions of dollars for these same people, okay? And it's just really, really interesting, sister, because you can't go in the ghetto in the summertime without seeing makeshift basketball courts set up everywhere, all of them down the street. I mean, wherever you go. And we don't tell our children that that's a fake, phony paradigm because the children see that if they want to become stars, they got to bounce the ball, throw the ball, catch the ball, hit the ball, shoot the ball. Mm. That's what they're being conditioned to respond to because Mm. all of the stars, okay, if you want to. exist in the cosmos and be a star you have to throw it catch it shoot it uh hit it that's it and the only other viable means of being a star is again controlled by them because uh it's just the other end or the extension of the entertainment complex right sing it and they make you a star uh you act like a fool, I'm sorry, a damn fool, and call it comedy, and they'll make you a star, okay? Mm-hmm. But don't you dare act like you got some sense or you're intelligent, all right? Because you'll find yourself in a black hole. Mm.
1: And don't forget the the music industry as far oh, as yeah, their I complex, know. too.
3: That's Uh, all part of the entertainment complex. All of it controlled by the same people. By the Jewish. Yes. And they have people totally psyched out. So now let's get back to what you were talking about earlier in terms of this divide between these two factions. Okay. Logically speaking, which faction would you choose to be on?
1: I mean, to me, it's just that they both, <laughs> they both, <laughs> the one just going to use Vaseline and the other one is not.
3: Absolutely. But either way, you getting screwed.
1: <laughs> right.
3: But now, here's my take on it, because I monitor okay. all of these uh, white radio stations.
1: Okay. And,
3: uh... To the brother that sent me the stuff on Alex Jones, man, if you ever want to make me angry, send me some stuff on this guy, because you can sit up and listen to his program all day long, and you'll never hear any of this elephant in the room being discussed. I'm talking about the Jewish thing. And when he does, he makes excuses and apologizes. Oh, wow, he's talking. <laughs> yeah.
1: I heard him talk about this movie you're talking about, Elysium, and he said it was one of the racist movies that he's ever seen, uh, that, you know, it said that white people was uh, the devil and it was all about the Mexicans. I mean, he gave a whole spin on it.
3: Yeah, but he never mentioned the fact that it's in California and there was no black people present. Mm -hmm. His thing Mm -hmm. is immigration. And see, I too am against illegal immigration, but I, I'm against it based on policies that are anti-human, that have forced Mexican people out of their own country. That he won't explain, okay? Because white people in the uh, face of uh, in the person of Robert Rubin, who was the Treasury Secretary, working for Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan Chase basically bankrupted the Mexican peso which put them in a position where they they had to basically sell off all their assets. That's what began this huge influx of so-called illegal immigrants to this country because the farmers were basically forced off their land. The same thing that they're doing here to farmers in this country. Yes. (laughs) The same game. But if you look at Who's behind the game? If you look at the people that control the money that's making all of this happen, you find, guess who? (laughs) That Zionist Jew. And he must remove the Constitution because he has no Constitution. He basically rules based on muscle. And murder and manipulation. And in Jewish uh, philosophy, they say, by way of deception, we shall rule. They are deceivers, and they are masters at deception. And this is why, if I had to side with either one, I would sit down with that white nationalist, Just as the Nation Mm -hmm. of Islam did back in the 60s when they basically sat down at the table with white nationalists because they saw their interests in terms of black nationalism mirrored white people. The only problem with white nationalists is that you must get them to agree that as a part of the human family, I won't attack yours and don't you attack mine. But when you're dealing with an entity that feels as though they are put here by God to rule over everything and everybody, that's infinitely more dangerous. So, from that perspective, I'll take the Tea Party over Barack Obama. I hope everybody understands what I'm saying. Because they got you thinking that 15 people who just got into the political arena, are the reason that everything is falling
4: apart.
3: (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) And I mean, a lot of people is buying into all of that, too. They don't see it.
3: Sure, because propaganda works. And if you tell a lie long enough, that's how Hitler got into power. If you tell a lie long enough, eventually it sounds good. But what you must do in order to get that lie to have legs is to make sure that people who really know what's going on are never allowed to uh, exist in the realm of debate, ever. So when people like me try to call into black radio stations and talk about these things, I'm talking about mainstream black radio stations, right? They ha- they hang up on me. <laughs> and then and a the people lot of them, them dream, you know. Well yeah, they but see here's the deal with me. Uh I'm so well documented that they don't dare do that today. Okay? They try, but so many people are aware of the things that I've talked about for the past twenty five to thirty years that people know when I come to bring something, it's not uh, me ego tripping. It's not me trying to elevate myself. Uh, it's about informing the people. Period. Paragraph, based on data that I've accumulated w- in the research, so people know that. So when they do that, they know they incur the wrath of a a, a large part or a significant part of their listening audience. Who attended my lectures over the years And are well aware Of who I am and what I do So they right. have to Finesse people like me Okay And then when I, I see the finessing And I bring it You know rough and raw You know by citing the articles And giving the sources to the people Oh it burns them up Because most of these people don't read anything Outside of their local newspaper hmm. They are strictly personalities trying to get a job with CNN. <laughs> That's <all it> <laughs> and don't forget n b c No, sister, MFNBC. <laughs> so, I mean, sister, it's just it's unbelievable. And so I have one brother, very dynamic brother here, sister. Who was very adroit At African history But he exposed himself one day By saying he was a George Soros Fellow And so I have so much Information on George Soros And have shared it with some of your listeners In terms of the various uh, 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 Organizations That he's using as front groups That the guy hung up on me One day okay, And so my people have been telling me, man, Rob, the guy's an intelligence asset. <laughs> and I didn't want wow. to accept it because he uses African history as his shield to hide who he really works for. Okay, okay. But that's why they made him a George Soros Fellow. Because, okay. like Barack Obama, they're very good at deceiving people. But when he pointed out that he was a George Soros fellow, he basically unwittingly uh basically stuck a fork in himself and exposed himself for who and what he really is. And there are people now around the country who used to listen to that radio station like Sister Sarah, who was all over all these radio programs, uh, began to understand what I was talking about and she began to listen to this guy and watched how he would editorialize after she got off the air to neutralize any comments that she had to say that were pro- pro-black. They're very good at deceiving people, okay? okay? So, And you'll find them everywhere. I mean, they don't yeah. just, they, they get paid real well. Like, for sister. back in the 90s, I was all over the college campuses, okay? And in the 80s to some degree. Sister, they have locked down the college campuses so tough that the the black homosexual lobby who exists in the realm of, of uh, education, that's where you'll find quite a few of them, uh, they too have made sure that certain thoughts do not get in the minds of the students on the college campuses today. Okay, They work hand in glove with that Zionist power construct and that they have specific uh, Zionist youth organizations on all the major college campuses in this country. And they are the ones, for all practical purposes, who dictate who can speak at the college campuses today and who can't. Because they must control the thought process. We're talking about the thought police. They must control the thought process. And they do.
1: So that explains why or how Obama got such a large youth following for his election.
3: Yes. Okay. Because there was no opposition. Mm -hmm. Absolutely none. I'm telling you, sister there are few people you can count them on two fingers that have the kind of information database that I have in this city. Count them on two or three fingers. I don't care if they black, white, green. I don't care which universe, universe or whatever. Cause we go from quantum physics to metaphysics and everything in between the intelligence community. Uh, we own it like nobody that I, I hear calling to these radio stations. Okay. We on it. Uh, The analysis has proven itself over and over again. And I'm not saying that because it's me. I'm saying it because I'm going to give you some ideas of just what I'm talking about. Yeah. And we put it out there on your program and your program exclusively because I'm trying to let people know that I'm not doing this. This is dangerous. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I'm not doing this because I'm trying to get on anybody's mantle. I've chosen to stay poor as a part of what I do. So you can't say I do anything for money because I don't. It don't guide me. It don't control me. It don't run me. Because I know I can't take any of it with me. And I don't let them dictate what my value system is. Because once they can control your value system, they can control you.
5: Hmm.
3: I didn't bring nothing in me when I came into this world but life. And I'm not taking nothing out of this world when I leave but my life. That's it. And anybody else think they're going to take something out of here and then bring nothing in here, man, you're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> it don't work like that. Huh. Everything you came here with is what you taking away with you. And that's nothing. <laughs> I feel good tonight, sister, because I talked to Yes, to Baba. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I talked okay. to Brother okay. Baba. And okay. we had a a very good, uh, uh, conversation, but I need to get into some of this work. And since we deviated, how much time do we have?
1: Oh, you have, um, an hour and 10 minutes.
3: Okay. Because I, I really want people to call in. So here's what I'm going to do. I think everybody has the flavor of, uh, Uh, Elysium and just what it represents. Mm -hmm. I could add some more things in terms of giving a a total narrative from beginning to end, but I don't think that that would really, uh, you know, add anything uh, uh, outside of what we've already discussed. So what I really Mm -hmm. want to do is to outline the things that lead up to Elysium that are happening today. This is the important stuff. Not the movie per se. The movie is just a snapshot on uh, what the world is going to look like tomorrow in terms of the possibilities. Uh, But we need to go beyond the snapshot today to see just what happens to make that a reality in the world of tomorrow. And one of the things that I outlined yesterday Uh, Well, I won't even deal with this Obama's mama. We'll deal with that, sister. Whenever you want to do a program, because I've heard people ask you about Barack Obama's history, I don't think I've ever done a program with you dealing with his history singularly. Okay? Right. Now you have it. Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll do this. I'll just put his mama on hold for a minute. Uh, okay. And and then we'll just do a whole program dealing with Barack Obama, where he came from, how he got to where he is, and that whole thing, 'cause we really don't know. Okay. So what I'm gonna deal with is the other stuff having to do with Elysium and this Zionist construct that basically lends itself to the National Security Agency spying apparatus. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that's governing everything And when you look beneath the surface Of major corporations That are involved in the telecommunications industry You find stuff like H.B. Gary And 8200 And NQTEL And some of the others That have been exposed But only to a slight degree With the NSA spying Because if you bust out The NSA spying You bust out Is it real Hmm. That's who's controlling This whole thing Okay That's what got Michael Hastings Brand new Mercedes Benz Blew up in California With uh, Yamaha wearing Jews Pouring water on the gasoline (laughs) Fire in the middle, wow. of, in the middle of the night, <laughs> I'm laughing because <laughs> it's so obvious. Uh, yeah. And for some, it's so obvious for anybody who takes the time to look at this stuff. And while you understand that I don't like people like Alex Jones who can't see that big ass elephant standing right in his living room, but he can see everything else, but he can't see that elephant. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: well, he said. He He's just not going to admit that he it.
0: <laughs>
3: and that's because he likes to eat well.
4: Mm-hmm. And,
3: you know, I, I it kills me with the fake crying and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, it's just... <laughs> It, but some people are so gullible that I'm not saying that he doesn't give you intelligence information. He does. What I'm saying is when he gets the real intelligence information, he steers it off into a certain direction. He takes a commercial break, and then he comes back and talks for 10 minutes and gives his guest two minutes to respond. Oh, we out of time. <laughs> yeah, And if you're not fluent in the game You will easily be misled By people like him He's not alone That's the same game that the Glenn Becks And the right. uh, Who are the other ones All of them sitting up there on Fox TV And and you got uh, the other white boy On MSN, MFNBC, uh They're all the, the left same left. And all of them yeah, they all do the same thing. It's just amazing. But they I mean, all learn
1: from the same the same book. They all learn from the same strip.
3: Every single one of them, sister.
1: Mm-hmm. Every
3: single one of them all dance by the same tune. But look, yeah. let's go here first. Let's go to the guy who cut off the white boys' head, right? Uh okay. in Britain. Uh they called it the Woolwich Murders, right? And the white people were shocked. You know, Malcolm said back in the day, America sees the world in shock. You know, they go all over the planet killing people. And then when one of theirs get killed, you know, they shocked. It's like 16 people get killed in Chicago on the weekend, and one little white girl falls off her bicycle and scratches her knee. And that's what you find leading the news. The little white girl fell off her bicycle in the suburbs, not in the city in the suburbs, and that's what leads to news. And I'm using it as an example, but you'll find that same paradigm existing all over the country.
6: Ten that's people true. get shot in a black
3: neighborhood, that's not news. One little white girl falls off and you know drops her ice cream cone on her brand-new Easter dress, and that's what leads to news, with Negroes sitting up there fake grinning with some white person, male or female, sitting next to them. Okay, uh, with the Negro, uh, be they male or female, twisting their mouth in all kind of abnormal shapes trying to speak proper English. And the weave, I won't even deal with the weave. Y'all see the weave on these sisters that's acting like they're people because they want to act like the white people because that's mandatory when you're basically projecting an image. You have to project the image of white supremacy even if it's done by black people and I reject that as a part of my reality, okay? But let's go and look at this this young brother that they said was a terrorist who cut off the head of the white boy in Britain in broad daylight. What they didn't tell you, because this is Elysium, uh, using uh, covert and counterintelligence operations to create the kind of environment that will allow for them to do the things that they want to do, like implement martial law and all these kind of things, put right. cameras all over the place. This mm-hmm. is from uh, – uh, let me see here. The title of the article is British Intelligence Repeatedly Tried to Recruit London Attacker According to His Friend. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I'm looking the – the Uh I know I should have had this on here uh, I don't seem to be able to find out the author of this, but you can just Google this headline uh, okay Well, I don't know why I can't find it anyway. the guy's name this article is written by Stephen Lindman, who's from Chicago as a matter of fact, and is very critical of that Zionist thing. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, he teaches at the University of Chicago. Now, there's one for you, okay? He teaches at the Uni- University of Chicago and he writes this article. He says, Before Michael Adebellagio was caught on camera with blood soaked hands, Will denies after allegedly beheading British soldier Lee Rigby in southeast London. British intelligence agents attempted to recruit him, according to a friend. <laughs> and I'm gonna be laughing throughout this the, the whole time that I'm go on ahead, here. Go <laughs> ahead, go <laughs>
4: ahead. Because
3: you, you didn't get a word of this in this media in this country. They go on to say, "Abdel uh, I, 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 I Abdelaziz, a 28." 28-year-old British national of Nigerian descent was identified by friends, acquaintances, and British media as the man seen in the video of the aftermath of the Woolrich murder. That this is from the BBC. The BBC reported that uh, that he, uh, the 22-year-old uh, Michael uh, Adewowoale were both known to MI5 for eight years. Now, subtract eight years from 22 and tell me what how old these guys would have been. Okay, 128. Uh, they've been tracking him since he was 20. The other one is 22. They've been tracking him since he was 14. Right. Okay? They say they were both known to MI5 for eight years, citing anonymous Whitehall sources. They go on to say, according to Adel Olajo's friend, <clears throat> Abu Nasaba, Nus- MI5 agents attempted to recruit Adel, I can't pronounce this guy's name consecutively for nothing, uh Alajo six months ago. Uh, Nusabaya, the friend, was arrested immediately after he made the statement. To the BBC In an interview Picture this family You sitting in a newsroom Giving an account of this guy And as soon as you get through Pointing out That not only was he recruited By MI5 and MI6 But so were you As soon as you walk Out the studio You are placed under arrest Here's what Ooh. happened They said Nabaya Nusabaya, was arrested by British common terrorism police on suspected terrorism offenses, according to CNN. The arrest was not connected to the Woolwich killing. British police waited inside the BBC studios in London while the interview was conducted and waited for it to conclude before making the arrest. Police confirmed that Nusabaya, 31, had been arrested in relation to suspected terrorism offenses. Search warrants were being executed at two East London homes. Nisbaya said he believed a change took place in his friend after he returned from a trip to Kenya last year. Where was the mall bombing, sister? Hmm. Didn't we just have a mall bombing in Kenya? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but they couldn't catch the white widow. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they go on to say, uh, Abdi Balajo went to Kenya to study, but was rounded up by Kenyan troops, interrogated and beaten quite badly. Nasaiba said that Abdi had been sexually abused, uh, uh, though Adi Balajo was ashamed to say what happened. Adiolagio became less talkative. His mind was somewhere else. When Adiolajo returned from Kenya, he was stopped and later, quote, followed up by MI five, unquote, who were quote, knocking on his door, unquote, and they go on to say Adiologio was basically being harassed. His wording was now check this now and remember Alexis yeah, uh, at the Navy, yes, now check this now. He says, this is in quotes, his wording was, they are bugging me. They won't leave me alone, unquote. Almost exactly the same thing that Ariel Alexis said was happening to him with people following him. They go on to say, quote, Initially, they wanted to ask him if he knew certain individuals. He said they asked him if he would be interested in working for them, unquote. He was explicit in that he refused to work for them, but he did confirm he didn't know the individuals. Now, the next article, sister, this is from the Mail Online, the Mail Online, For June the 1st, 2013, Warridge murder, the MI6 connection, younger brother of Michael Abdel was paid thousands to spy in the Middle East. (laughs) Wow. Watch this. Watch this. The younger brother one of the men accused of murdering uh, drummer Lee Rigby was paid thousands of pounds by MI6 as part of a spying operation in the Middle East, the Mail Online uh, has discovered. Jeremiah Abdelajo, who uses the name Abdel-Jalil, who also asked to help uh, turn his brother, or was also asked to help turn his brother, Michael, the one that they said cut off the other guy's head, uh, to work for MI5, who were already aware of Michael's close links to extremist groups. The claims are made by the Abdelalajo family and a well placed source who contacted the mail on Sunday. Jeremiah uh, Abdelalajo, 26, who works as an English teacher at a university in Saudi Arabia, returned to Britain this week is to be questioned about his brother by Scotland Yard counterterrorism today. Government sources have already confirmed that Michael was known to MI5. He rebuffed efforts by the security service to recruit him as a spy. They go on to say Michael, 28, was discharged from the hospital on Friday and charged with the murder of Drummer Rigby. It has emerged that MI5's sister agency, MI6, targeted Jeremiah, a married teacher, this is the other brother, based at the University of Hale, Uh they targeted him. MI5 and MI6 work closely together on counterterrorism operations. MI5 focuses on home security. They would be the equivalent of the FBI. And MI6 okay. would be the equivalent of the CIA, okay, for, for okay. the uh, families, you know, uh, uh, informational based, uh, while MI6 targets threats from overseas. A document seen by the Mail on Sunday details concern, concerns raised by Jeremiah's family about MI6's alleged harassment in April of last year. Jeremiah's sister, whose name is Blessing, uh, who works as a human resource assistant in London, His brother was approached by MI6 while he was working at the University of Hiel. This is the other brother, Jeremiah. They go on to say, and this really ought to uh, take you to the Navy Yard shooting, okay? They go on to say, uh, this is his friend uh, talking. They say, they asked him about Michael and asked him to help uh, turn him to work for MI5. They also told him to go to certain hotels and order a cup of tea and wait for his contact. He was handed uh, three 300 euros and was paid to fly first class and stay in five-star hotels. Now, that's the exact same scenario as Ariel Alexis. And remember, yeah. remember, I said, how in the hell was this guy who had these little penny any jobs How is he flying all over to all these different states, going to other countries, Japan, Thailand, and all this kind of stuff on his salary? That's right. (laughs) And staying in all of these exclusive hotels. Okay? So you can see that the four horsemen are hard at work, sister. They go on to say, she says that MI6 bought a ticket so Jeremiah could fly to an intercontinental hotel in another Middle East country, the United Arab Emirates. She also alleges that Jeremiah told her that he was interrogated about specific people and was shown pictures of himself with named individuals taken in the UK. Jeremiah has strongly rejected MI6's offer to work as one of their agents. So if you don't accept their invitation, they eventually will set you up. They'll say something like, meet us at this spot. Okay. We need you to bring uh, a black notebook and paper uh, but so that my people can identify you, make sure it's in a white book bag. (laughs) And then you get there, and boom, there's an explosion that takes place in the restaurant and you've seen on the site with a white book bag. And it just so happens that the residue from the bomb material just happened to point to the fact that it was in a white book bag. And so now they got you on camera walking around. With a white book bag To Sarnoff Brothers you wow. follow me? Yeah So I just explained to you How the Boston bombing took place Right, right Okay Because remember now They're going to do what the intelligence people Tell them to do Because they're giving the impression That whether you want to work for them or not You already didn't talk to us Why not talk to us again? Just meet us
4: here.
3: That's how it works. Here's another article, sister, from the London Independent, entitled, "Warish Terror Attack. Suspect Michael Abdelwale saw literally spliced to pieces in 2008. That's the London Independent for May the 25th, 2013. Here's another one. I gave it six stars. I'm not going to deal with it because it basically reiterates what I've already told you. It's from the BBC for May the 25th, 2013. It's entitled War Rich Attack MI5 Offered Job to Suspect. Okay? And I want people to understand that if they do get you to work for them, a Jason Bourne. Right. That's real. Remember now, the same character. Of Max in Elysium was Jason born three times. And we said he was Jason born in the USA. Hmm. Now you can play a little brief Bruce Springsteen if you want to, sister. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at you in terms of born in the USA. Because all of this mayhem is being born in the USA. And here's an article that for those of you who think that Jason Bourne is just a figment of Hollywood, I want you to go to Natural News, Natural News for July 18, 2013, U.S. Navy vet. Where did Ariel Alexis come from? From there, the Navy, yeah. Yes. Here's the headline. U.S. Navy vet, a real-life Jason Bourne, wakes up with no memory but speaks perfect Swedish. Yeah. July 18, 2013, natural news. Jason Bourne is more than a movie, just like Elysium is more than a movie. And I'm not going to deal with Michael Hastings. Uh, because I think people can – I'll just cite these articles. You can go and get the information on that, because I want to get to this other part of the intelligence apparatus. And the other white boy that most of your listeners probably have never heard of, but he's in jail right now. All of these guys hooked up to WikiLeaks, Anonymous, and the NSA spying through Snowden, who worked for Hewlett Packard – well, not Hewlett Packard Um, Oh, I'm running a blank on who he worked for Anyway All of these people are connected All right Every single one of them The first article is entitled Journalist Michael Hastings Emailed colleagues, friends That he needed to go off the radar Just hours before he died in a fiery crash That's the London The Mail Online, June 22nd, 2013 And I've got tons of articles on this guy But these are some of the better ones The other one has to do with uh, uh, this headline is renowned reporter Michael Hastings, 33, dies in tragic, fiery crash after finding fame for bringing down Stanley McChrystal and his touching account of losing early love in Iraq. That's from the Mail Online for June 18th, 2013. Okay? Uh, and the other guy who's in jail right now, whose case just really points to just how dangerous it is to tell the truth today. And it's even more dangerous to be in uh, a possession of information about this Zionist thing and this relationship to taking over the world using national security as the premise to do it. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's uh, neocon or neolib. They, I'm going to say it again. They both add up to neocolonialism. Or global slavery, whatever you want to call it. This white boy's name is Barrett Brown. One of the best articles you'll find on him is entitled "The Strange Case of Barrett Brown." Amid the outrage over the NSA spying program, the jailing of journalist Barrett Brown points to a deeper and very troubling problem. Okay, Uh, this is from Oh Tamiac. I got the. The author, but I don't have the name of the publication, or do I? Oh, I really don't. But you can just Google the headline. It'll come up, okay? Google the headline and forward slash, and then Google the date. It'll come up. I don't know how this got past me, sister. I really don't. But you can Google those headlines, and it'll come up. All right. Because all of what I just told you, points to design this thing which points to the technological end of things that basically dictates behavior in the national security apparatus that we know as the NSA one of the prime moves and shakers that these guys exposed I'm talking about WikiLeaks uh, Julian Assange uh, Anonymous which works and I say is the uh, twin of WikiLeaks, and Edward okay. uh, Snowden, at the NSA, as, as well as Michael Hastings. The name of this corporation is HB Gary, H, Harry, B Bar, Gary, like Gary, Indiana. And what HB Gary is is a is an uh, a known unknown intelligence operate operation. Uh, masquerading as a technological or technology company, okay? And the CEO of that company was forced to resign. The title of this article is HBA Gary's Federal CEO Resigns in the Wake of an Anonymous Attack. He basically was contracted, HB Gary was contracted by Bank of America and others to basically do a smear job. On anybody that criticized the illegal activities that was going on with Bank of America. <laughs> and they worked in conjunction with the Justice Department of good old okay. USA. Now, who runs the Justice Department, sister? The
1: Justice Department. Well, yes.
3: you- who's the Attorney General?
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, Holden.
3: You got it. So you see, for people who think that these Negroes are working for them, you really don't know what's going on. You really need to find out before you cast your allegiance to anyone, do some research on these people. Don't simply support them thinking that they're black. Cause I'm going tell you something, sister. I don't see a dime's bit of difference between Klan Thomas and Barack Obama. As a matter of fact, this is for the record, Clarence Thomas has proven to be far less injurious to black people than Barack Obama. That's a matter of fact. That ain't my opinion. If anybody wants to challenge me on that, you can email me. And we can go back and forth and have a email conversation, or we can talk on the phone and compare notes. And I'll show you much better than I can tell you, because the information speaks for itself.
1: What's your email?
3: MCCRAYR nine five nine nine at yahoo dot com. And. Don't worry if it, if I don't get it directly. I do check my spam now again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because they will send your email to the spam box. Trust me when I tell you, okay? But this this article is extremely interesting in terms of its connection to these major banks and how they are using these intelligence uh, apparatuses uh, to, in fact, do some of the most dirty stuff you've ever seen. This article sisters is entitled uh in game Inc. In game Inc. Inside the company inside your cell phone. Inside the company that's inside your cell phone. You'll find this at Fire Dog Lake for july the second, twenty thirteen. July second, twenty thirteen. They say here that the contractor, the NSA pays to help hack your cell phone, has an interesting history. The start of Endgame begins at Internet Security Systems, which was started in 1994 and acquired by IBM in 2006 for $1.3 billion. They go on to say, in 2010, former executives from ISS and former executives at the CIA started in-game with investments from Bessemer Venture uh, Venture Partners, Columbia Capital, Kleiner, Perkins, Caulfield & Byers, and tech operators totaling $29 million. In 2011, the company was, uh, due to a hack by Anonymous, revealed to be selling vulnerabilities to systems Unknown even to the manufacturer of zero-day exploit, a business of questionable legality, in-game systems started was started by uh, XISS and CIA executives uh, promises in private to provide our customers with the highest quality offensive computer network attack slash computer network exploitation software in the world they're going to say the in-game board of directors is led by christopher darby of cia-backed nq and includes the former director of the nsa chef kevin minahan in is part of a new wave of cyber weapons firms making ridiculous amounts of money off taxpayers while helping to instigate a war where they stand to benefit from the increased business. Palantir Technologies, P-A-L-A-N-T-I-R, always remember that name, is doing uh, well taking federal money to data mine the Internet. It recently expanded to create License plate tracking technology. Hmm. H.B. Gary is now part of Mantech International that received a $300 million federal contract uh, to do work in Afghanistan. While the government is secretly interpreting the Patriot Act, it is also outsourcing some of its law-breaking to private firms Cashing in on their government connections Here's the deal Much of the intelligence community Which is why I'm giving you the names of these corporations Like in game and N-Q-Tel uh, Palateer Etc Is because these are Israeli companies That basically wow. Have become Private security firms Working oh. In conjunction With CIA Slash NSA to give them plausible deniability. So NSA can say, we didn't do it, we subcontracted out. It's like when Jody Foster contracts with Kruger on Earth to shoot down the three uh, ships trying to get to Elysium it, because the government is not supposed to know that she's using these private intelligence agencies on Earth to do her dirt. That's same thing, Elysium. It's exactly oh. the same thing. Here's another article from uh, dealing with Endgame uh, from Wikipedia. Uh, it says in February 2011, the company announced partnerships with HP. Now. Why is that important? Because Ariel Alexis was a subcontractor for HP, and if you go to Arizona, you will find HP being one of the prime subcontractors with the boy that did the shooting of the Congress lady up there in Arizona. Wow! I have to I have to keep laughing, sister,
5: because I'm sitting
3: here. Go ahead
4: no
5: i'm
1: just i'm just it's amazing, like you say, <laughs> unbelievable
3: <laughs> now, now, watch this family watch this There's a unit that makes all of these corporations possible that operate in Israel using the corporate structure to create corporate intelligence assets all over the world. It's what John Perkins talked about when he dealt with the economic hitman. He points out that he was an economic hitman using corporations as a front. Like Barack Obama used Business International Corporation as his front to do intelligence work. When he worked as an intelligence asset. Okay? Now, this is this is from from Christopher Bolin, B-O-L-L-Y-N. The title of the article is The Israeli Criminals Behind the NSA Spy Scandal for June 13, 2013. I just want to deal with one little piece on this because I want you to understand uh, how Elysium comes about, and it comes about through Deception. And the deception is a secret unit that's not supposed to be talking about, that produces these corporate technological intelligence assets uh, under disguise of corporations. Uh, one of them is un- uh, This unit is called Unit 8200. Unit 8200. Uh, Bolin says in this article. Two Israeli companies, and you'll find these companies all over the place in terms of NSA spying and anything having to do with the NSA getting busted spying on American citizens, you'll find these two countries' evidence everywhere. It says, two Israeli companies, NARUS, N A R U S, and VERIT, V E R I N T, are involved in the National Security Agency spy scandal, in which copies of your phone calls and email data are sent to secret rooms at NSA buildings across the country. These Israeli companies are closely connected to Unit 8200, the electronic espionage unit of the Israeli military. The founder and chairman of Berendt is wanted by the FBI for a long list of crimes. He is a Israeli veteran, Jacob Kobe Alexander, the former head of Converse, the parent company of Barrett. Kobe Alexander and Converse were closely connected to Odigo, the Israeli massaging system or messaging system or massaging system, used to warn Israelis to stay away from the World Trade Center on 9-11.
4: The NSA has
3: used Israeli encryption software from RSA Security, Inc. since 2006. Uh, that basically holds the encryption keys to the entire NSA computer network. Let me read that again. The NSA has used Israeli encryption software from RSA Security, Inc. since 2006, which means that Israelis hold the encryption keys to the entire NSA computer network. Wow. Now, recall this Yes. And we ain't talking about NAS. Wow. Okay? Wow. That's NSA, not NAS. Right. Although I will say, it's mine, 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 whose world is this? The world ain't yours, Israel. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? The world ain't yours, Israel. Anyway, I mentioned this article, sister, in one of our prior conversations. It's from United Press International, published September 9, 2013. It's entitled, Israel's Secret Intel Unit Spawns High-Tech Tycoons. Uh they say here very quickly The Israeli military's Top secret unit 8200 The Jewish state Equivalent of the U.S. National Security Agency has spawned a Generation of high tech startups And more technology Millionaires than many business Schools They're going to say unit 8200 is now uh, The Israeli military's biggest Branch in manpower terms But Unit 8200 remains the most secretive of of Israel's military units. Even the name of its commander is a state secret. Unit 8200 headhunts the brightest students from high schools and colleges, and there seems to be no shortage of volunteers. It's no surprise that veterans of Unit 8200, known as 8200, have been behind a host of successful high-tech startups in the commercial sector after they leave the survey. That's because they're being used to infiltrate the corporate community to become legitimate while actively be, uh, being a part of Mossad slash Israeli spy apparatus like Fox News with Rupert Murdoch. Right. Okay? They go on wow. to say, Yassi Vardi, who founded Israel's first software company in 1969, says more high-tech millionaires have been created from 8200 than any other business school in the country. Israeli tech firms like Nice, Converse, which I just mentioned, and Checkpoint were all set up by Unit 8200 alumni or based on technology developed by the unit, which cyber insiders say is in some cases Decades ahead of the U.S. and Europe. Check this. They go on to say, IBM announced in August that it's buying Trusteer, a privately owned Israeli cloud-based cybersecurity software provider whose customers include many of the largest banks in the United States and Britain. The Financial Times reported that IBM, remember I told you about IBM, Right. Okay. In 2001, a space odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of your listeners who don't know, IBM is really one letter below the computer that basically ran the spaceship in 2001, a space odyssey named HAL. H after H comes I, A after A comes B, L after L comes M. So HAL was a cryptic name for the computer. Yesterday, sister, in terms of the computer, is nothing more than a robot that's immobile. And we must begin to look at it that way. Because Hal didn't walk on two legs, but he was able to kill everybody on that spaceship who he thought was a threat to unplugging him. <sighs> or it. And at 2001, A Space Odyssey, was really cryptic uh for the takeover of this country and the world by a computer database in the year 2001 which is exactly what happened after 9/11. Okay? So they go on here to say Trusteer software ensures that bank customers can safely transfer funds on mobile devices by detecting malware that can infect a smartphone, allowing the bank to prevent fraudulent transactions that are taking place. Now, I won't go no further with this article, but that's United Press International. Now, if I just went on a radio station, particularly one of the white radio stations, and said that kind of thing, they would immediately call me a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. That's why everything that I cite, sister, Uh, Every time I go on a radio program I'm fully prepared to give the documentation Because I want the white people To beat up on their media apparatuses So it basically neutralizes Them beating up on me You got to beat up on many of your major uh, uh, Media apparatuses Before you get to me This article is one of the most dangerous And I will suggest that everybody get a copy of it It's entitled H.B. Gary Palantir Prism Facebook and the industrial surveillance complex. It's uh from
2: let's see here. Oh, Kimmy, I've done that again.
3: Oh, the Daily Cause. The Daily Cause, K O S. Okay. The Daily Cause for June twenty third, twenty thirteen. This article is wicked. And it lays out and points to the fact that one of the Israeli companies, uh, well, let me let me do one little piece here that will basically deal with Elysium Robocops that are equipped with this particular software technology that's available today. Uh, and this deals with a software called Trapwire. Trapwire, and particularly Barrett Brown, who I mentioned earlier, okay? It says here, Barrett Brown's, Uh, who was highly interested in Stratfor. Oh, Stratfor is another extremely dangerous intelligence operation that's located right down there in the same place that Alex Jones got his little fat ass down in uh, Texas. Austin, Texas. It's located, headquartered in Austin, Texas. And somehow Alex Jones can't find Stratfor, but he quotes from it, Uh, On occasion Okay (laughs) Now he claims to be a master researcher But he don't know that Stratfor Is a part of Mossad Israeli intelligence And if he doesn't know Then he's derelict in his duty That's why you got to be careful When you listen to people like Alex Jones He's extremely good at what he does They pay him extremely well He's a multi-millionaire Has studio and everything Mm. Sister, if I'm lying, I'm flying. I don't have $5 in my bank account, and I got less than that in my pocket.
5: <laughs>
3: mm. Ask me if I'm mad.
5: I ain't no, mad you at don't
3: nobody.
1: like you mad.
3: Mm-mm. I ain't mad now, at nobody. Yes.
1: I don't hear anything about China. Where is China? Where do they fit in in all of this?
3: China is making sure that they're able to monitor every. Comes across the Great Wall because China is very well aware of this European. And I know he's aware of the Jew because the first people to go there uh, with the opening of China under Nixon and Kissinger, both of whom were Rockefeller stooges, okay, when when, uh, Nixon lost to Kennedy in 1959, 1960, he was to work for Rockefeller at Rockefeller Law Firm. uh, so that lets you know uh, And gives you an idea Why he picked Kissinger as his Secretary of State Okay And they yeah. began to carry out Rockefeller agenda To Hitler until Nixon got Too big for his britches And then they set him up in Watergate And got him out the way okay? But uh, China basically Is extremely smart uh, They don't Trust these people Because they see what happened To everybody else that trusted them So China is no Threat to anyone On the planet That's all propaganda They want to be left Alone to do business With other people All over the planet And I understand that some people Are angry about China in Africa But let me ask you When was the last time you seen a Chinese Bomb dropped in Africa? Uh I haven't. Then that lets you know who the real threat is as opposed to the propaganda that wants you to think who the threat is. The threat is Goldstein, who just attacked Africa using al-Qaeda in the Maghreb, Boko Haram, Joseph Kony in Coney 2012, and all this other nonsense that they use as a pretext to invade Africa, using a Negro to do it. That's real. Okay? So I'm going to from this article, sister, and then if, I don't know how much time we got left, but if we got time to take a couple of calls. I'll take a couple of calls, and I really, really, sister, I really appreciate you giving me all this time to run my mouth because I can assure you your program is the only one where I get the opportunity to speak outside of my forms. Uh, I don't do any other media, and I'm not mad about doing that. That's a decision that I made uh, because these people are not going to get me killed. I'm going to die on my terms. Uh, I'm not going to die on their terms because their like egos are shot all the hell because they don't choose to do any research and just want to sit up there and run their mouth and push the latest, you know, whatever's out there in the media. But anyway, back to this article here because this, this, again, will give you an idea of the robotics in uh, Elysium. It says here, Brown, Barrett Brown uh, was highly interested in Stratfor, and what he was interested in was a product called Trapwire which was created by a company called Abraxas. They say it caused a media shitstorm. That's what they say. In 2005, the founder of Abraxas, who was the former head of the CIA's European division, Richard Helms, described Trampwire as software that is installed inside of surveillance camera systems that is more accurate than facial recognition with the ability to draw patterns and do threat assessments. Barrett Brown was investigating a company called Cubic, C-U-B-I-C, from San Diego, that was alleged to own Trapwire as a subsidiary of their firm. They officially denied it. However, Cubic had in fact merged with Abraxas, and that Richard Helm's name is right there on the top of the first page. On those same tax returns, a company called Intrepid is listed. Brown also became interested in in in-game systems who was not happy about the HB Gary leak quote this is in game one of the uh, uh one of the uh, intelligence assets that i mentioned earlier quote please let hb gary know that we don't ever want to see our name in a press release unquote one of its products zero day exploit uh, security vulnerabilities uh, unknown to software companies is a computer system that's all over the world. Quote, in game executives will bring up maps of airports, parliament buildings, and corporate offices. The executives then create a list of computers running inside the facilities, including what software the computers run and a menu of attacks that could work against those particular systems. Now, I'll stop right there in the interest of time and that I need to just mention this last article in the series because the, the company that uh, Alexis, Arianne Alexis worked for uh, was Booz Allen Hamilton. Booz, Booz. Allen Hamilton. And that Booz Allen Hamilton is owned by the Carlisle Group. And this article entitled, Booze Allen Hamilton, far worse than Blackwater, for June 25th, 2013. Uh, it's on Rand Paul. I mean Rand Paul. Uh, what's the daddy's name? It's called, Is at the Daily Paul? The Daily Paul. Okay. Okay. Uh, but this article gives a blow-by-blow account of various intelligence slash NSA, CIA operatives go out corporations and them. It shows the extent to which these people are connected to Rand Corporation, the Bin Laden family, BCCI. Uh, Jackson Stevens down there uh, running Arkansas who who was responsible for Clinton getting elected, okay, the Bush family, Caterpillar Tractor, and just a whole host of people with names who are still mentioned very prominently today, not just in the CIA, but particularly in the NSA, and as commentators On every single major news outlet, whenever some come up, they are under orders to go get these propaganda specialists who basically come out of Carlisle slash NSA slash CIA, but really part of the four horsemen and the national security construct that is, in fact, the very heart, the foundation of creating the system of Elysium. And with that, sister, I'm all out of air. <laughs>
1: well, you have said a mouthful. At least you have let us understand exactly what is going on. For those of you that want to call in and ask uh, Robert X a question or have a comment, you can call 347-215-8041. That's 347 347- Two one five eight zero four one, and push the number 1, and then I know that you want to uh, talk to Brother Robert X. Before I open up the lines, Robert X, can you give them your email again? And yeah, first also I got tell it. us where you're going to be on the form. Uh, where is that going to be at, in November the 2nd?
3: Oh, if I can find out where it's at. Uh, oh, yeah, I got it right here, Uh it's going to be okay. on November the 2nd from 2 to 6 p.m., but if we have to go another hour, uh, we got five hours because we, we particularly want to make sure that the people get at least an hour and a half to ask questions. We don't want to sit there. We know what we know. We want the people to be able to ask questions because the things that we have to say are important, but the questions that the people have to ask are equally important. And many times we go to these various things. And there's never enough time for people to ask, you know, in-depth questions that they choose to ask an in-depth question. They're always rushed and that kind of stuff. And I've been in those audiences, and I was always pissed off. But anyway, that's going to be on November the 2nd, 2 to 6th, at 6855 South Emerald, E-M-E-R-A-L-D. That's in Chicago, with myself, Dr. Dale Blair, and a good, Professor Dr. Walter Williams from the Ancient Egyptian Museum here in Chicago. Okay. And your
1: email again?
3: My email is mccrayr R nine five nine nine at Yahoo. And, and and I must add, sister, uh I had the opportunity to speak to Brother baba today day. I won't say his whole name but he knows who okay. he is. And uh we talked about some of the ancestors who are not here today, brothers like Steve Coakley, Brother Collett, and others, and how I want to dedicate this program, if I can, to those brothers who are responsible for people like me, okay, Uh, and that uh, as long as I'm alive, those brothers are always going to be alive. We cannot let them just go quietly, you know, into the ground and not pay homage to them. Uh, as much and as often as we can. I don't think we pay homage to the ancestors enough. So True. I'm eternally grateful to those brothers and respect them immensely.
1: Yes, great, great. Well, I'm going to open up the line. Um, again, the number is 347-215-8041, and push the number 1. Uh Area call six five one five six no. Six
5: five one five five eight. Yes. Uh brother Robert, uh ask, I would like to uh you know, ask, you know, there's a lot of uh brothers and sisters who are filing a lot of paperwork and you know, just by listening at what you were saying, I wonder how that's you know, whether that's uh whether the paperwork is effective you know, whether it's been acknowledged, you know, or what you're understanding on uh, certain paperwork like the UCC and different uh, uh, trademark, trade names and stuff like that.
3: Yeah. Uh, you're talking about like the, uh, for instance, like the Moors, uh, who want to battle it on that level. Uh, the yes, only uh, problem I have with that is that you will have to study law now let me ask you, brother. How many people do you know who really have time to study law in intricate detail?
5: Not that, uh, not, uh, not that many, brother.
3: Is it practical to expect everybody to study corporate law? That's the only I problem I got with it. It's not really practical. I'm not saying it cannot be used as a tool. I'm saying it can be used as a tool, but it must be done in conjunction with something else, Where certain people, a group of lawyers, okay, who are already well-versed in that, need to be hired and need to be uh, dealing with that particular area solely. But it's not practical to ask Jane and, and Joe Abadalo to go and study every aspect of corporate law. It's not practical. With all due respect to those brothers and sisters, I'm saying it has to be done in a different way. And if we corporatize, we could have a body of lawyers to, in fact, do that, which would free many of us up to work in other areas that are equal concern. You follow me?
5: Yes, sir. And and my last question is is that uh with the uh with the UN and the human rights, you know, what is your take on that?
3: The United Nations sits on land that was basically given to it by the Rockefeller family to bring about world government. If Malcolm were here today he would say I apologize for saying we need to take our plight to the world court which is a subsidiary of world government Therefore it is not an effective tool For rendering humanity unto anyone You merely have to ask uh, uh, Muammar Gaddafi Who was bombed under the auspices of United Nations Right? Uh, and with a great deal of disrespect for African human rights all over this country, it is a proponent of the Club of Rome, which is definitely injurious to African people through UNESCO and other corporations that come out the UN, where they're attempting to make the taking of of vaccines that render African people impotent. Okay, under the threat of of, of being locked up and this kind of thing. Uh, In short, the United Nations is not a proper forum to deal with anybody's human rights. It is a building that's held totally hostage by the state of, is it real? And therefore, it is not.
5: Is there
1: anywhere, thank you, caller, is there anywhere on this planet that We can get around, is it real?
3: Uh, Here's what has to happen, Queen. The people of this planet are going to have to decide for themselves that they are no longer going to adhere to the fear that's being propagated by these governments, okay, these four horsemen. The people are going to have to turn their backs on all of this insanity, okay, that makes people fight and kill each other all over the planet. And people are going to have to, for real, put down them weapons and turn their weapons into plowshares. And let's be about the business of people respecting humanity by aiding each other to produce and consume like human beings instead of trying to reflect a power dynamic where only a small group of people uh, hurt, ride roughshod over the vast majority of people on the planet and put in place true institutions that really do reflect the wishes and whims of the average person on this planet as opposed to an elitist structure that's basically about the business of mass murder and manipulating people everywhere. Okay,
1: I'm going to open up line 111, 111.
0: Greetings to you, Sister Beverly and Brother Robert X. Am I being heard?
4: Hotel Queen (laughs) Sister.
1: (laughs) Is this the one that labeled you the (laughs) winner?
4: No,
3: this is not the one. Okay. But this sister is as adept at identifying the problem as anyone I've heard in many years on the radio. And the one who I was talking about earlier who followed my lead about this intelligence asset on WVOE in here, Chicago mainstream media, who basically okay. is an intelligence operative and faking everybody out. Mm. Yes,
0: sir, and yes, ma'am. And I do appreciate you, Brother Robert, because I've been monitoring his program, and he has been on this agenda where he's trying to get black people to condone this gay homosexuality, and running interference for them. So, yes. you know, he, he's a very dangerous individual, as you said, and that's why I have put him down, and I would recommend that anyone who listens to that, you, you better be have a very clear and open mind in order to put up with the dialogue that he puts out there because he, put, he puts out a lot of disinformation, comes off very Afrocentric, but he puts out a lot of disinformation. He's in the same category as Alex Jones, and all of these artists that said a little bit of truth mixed with a whole bunch of lies.
2: That's right.
0: But I'm, but I'm getting off my topic, Brother Robert, that I was going to call on, and I'm glad that you are talking about it, but is it real and what they're doing with this? Because also you're speaking about Booz Allen Hamilton and with uh, um, Aaron Alexis. That's the same company that um, Edward Snowden worked for.
2: That's correct. As well
0: as, as, as he was a member of the John Birch Society. So we were going to have to get a program. When you come on with Sister Beverly with her approval, mm-hmm. of course, uh, we're going to have to talk about the John Burt Society, all of these people that, it, uh, as a part of um, of If It's Real and what they are doing. Because you mentioned on IBM and their involvement, because they were a part of the numbering system that numbered the Jews during World War Two.
2: That's correct. They're
0: also involved in this program, because over the weekend where they ran that little operation, where they shut down the link system, the SNAP program, yes. where people could not use their cards for seventy two hours in order to get that money. That's a program ran by IBM that is ran through Chase Manhattan Bank. See?
5: And they ran
0: they, they did Ooh. a little test run just to see how people would react and get a response from them before they decide on a massive scale in, in what they're gonna do when it comes to this food issue in this country. So I tell you one, one,
3: <laughs> one second, one second Queen. Now I just want the audience to know she just stated things that I didn't know because I didn't have the opportunity to look. But this is why it's important for you to begin to do your own research and some of the things that I'm laying out for you. This sister is like my back. She's basically not just dealing with what I talked about, but she's extending it based on what she already knows. Go ahead, Queen. Thank you, um, Brother
0: X. Because what they've done, when they did it in 17 states, where they did this, where they shut down the link system in the predominantly urban area, certain food stores were right. too to that be used in. But if you go into the white areas, and it was still accessible to you, that you can still access your food. So they are training these people like cattle, and they are programming just to see how black, all, all blacks and maybe Latinos and other people of so-called ethnic background. How it would react to not being able to have access to food. You have money, but still you can't buy food in order to feed your family. So, this is all under the auspices of Barack Obama. And as you said, whenever you do the program about his mother and his earlier background, when you lay it out, we're really going to need to um, shed some light because our people are still running interference for this man, as dangerous as he is. They are still running interference and they're still putting this cloak of protection around him. Brother X, the last thing I'm going to say before I get offline, I would would like for you since you're in the Chicago area, we're going to need to blow a cover off of um, Louis Farrakhan as well as this Scientology and what is going on with that organization because that is no longer a good organization for black people. Ever since he became an integrationist and he allowed people from all other ethnic backgrounds to become into what was once a black organization, and they start with this auditing program, you know, taking on El Ron Hubbard, a known racist, and doing his program, we're going to have to expose this man and let other people know that this brother might come because, as you said, he did it with Qaddafi, where he ran into for Qaddafi as a Muslim, and a lot of, a lot of the things that was done by, by, by so-called Muslims in Africa and Asia, he covered for them on the cover of the religion of Islam, and he allowed a lot of blacks, in the diaspora Florida to be slaughtered. So we're gonna to have to let these people who take these religions that they get into and they become so indebted to these religions and they forget their blackness and their people.
3: You you and I will have to talk about that off the air, uh Yes sir. Based on a promise that I made to a brother that, you know, I respect the way he came to me and so okay. I made uh, certain commitments to him. He's a regular, okay. ordinary brother. He ain't got no big eyes and little use in his name. But just the way that he came to me in his conversation, uh, I respected him enough to make certain commitments based on certain behaviors that if I didn't see occurring, uh, I wouldn't say certain things. So you and I will have that conversation off the air. Okay,
0: Brother X, I, I will do just that. But please, and also you're going to have to touch on – these organ program procurement that these
3: jews are running
0: around here with because with all of these people that have been mysteriously coming up dead the organs missing like this um, young brother in georgia yes. 17 year yes. old yeah yes. right stolen. Trayvon martin the same thing where his organs yes. were stolen which brought me back to what happened to um uh, my husband died a little over 20 years my first husband died a little over 20 years ago he was in a motorcycle accident he was a life support for two days before they said he was brain dead and to disconnect him off the support. I remember wow. the first of the doctors came to me and they asked me, "Well, do you want to donate his organs?" I said, "Hell no." I said, "The same way he came into this world, he's going back out with everything that he came with." I'm right. it's haunting me to, um, to see that I never follow up to make sure that they did not go against my wishes and take his organs because. I'm almost 100% certain that they did take his organs.
4: Yes. I'm almost
0: 100% certain of it. And it it is troubling me now that I did not go back and double-check to see what happened. Because I had another relative two years ago that died here in Texas where the same thing happened to him. I checked. I asked the funeral home. I said, is everything there with him? They told me no. They took his eyes. They took the skin off of his back. They took the bones out of his thigh. And he wow. died in um in Southern Methodist um, Hospital up here in Dallas, Texas, a medical training hospital. They took a lot of parts out of him that the funeral home told us, and it was only after I asked the funeral home. So people out there, if you hear me, when your loved one dies, you need to question these funeral homes and these morticians to see what it is that you're working with because these people, they have a body snatch. They're going to take stuff from you.
3: One of the most dangerous institutions in any municipality, particularly the university institutions, are the hospitals that are connected uh, with the major colleges and universities. You will find them being heavily financed by many of the foundations and intelligence apparatuses, which is why many of the politicians uh, inform intelligence assets. they don't go into corporate America, they immediately uh, become very prominent in the college and university uh, setting. Uh, and so many people uh, are protest and and picket around these people are uh, getting these cushy spots. But you, I think our people got to understand uh, one of the most dangerous places that you could ever be in, which is why Steve Coakley was. And I didn't know Steve to be scared of too much, but just before he made his transition, he said he was scared to go to the hospital by himself, yeah. based on yeah. stuff that they had already done to him. And that mm-hmm. he would not go unless he had somebody with him that that he could trust. That's why I, I I'm I'm leery of their their so called health care. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, sister and, and brother X, uh, we will talk offline. And I do appreciate you. I'll go ahead and mute myself so you can get to the other callers.
3: I appreciate you, sister. Thank
0: Thank you. you.
1: Well, uh, brother X, we have a lot of listeners, but uh not a lot of call-ins. So they they're, they're yeah. on the lines and uh but uh everyone is 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 just listening, taking notes. It's like we've been sitting inside of a college class. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I have a the caller here. 647-717
6: Hello. Um uh calling from uh, Canada.
1: Okay, like, Canada.
6: That's, what's okay. up, bro? <laughs> hey, uh peace. Listen, I um I really enjoy your show, Beverly D. I listen to you uh, every now and again and uh I download your shows and listen to them. Uh, um, not necessarily live all the time This is the first time actually I caught you live um, Robert X, you're great um, I really appreciate all the knowledge That you're down and letting people know It's really great well, I appreciate um, the sentiment, man. Go ahead Thanks uh, I, I caught the movie Elysium, Elysium And um, I, I started... Looking at it more closely After hearing your talk Um But uh One thing that got My attention was that uh, There's a point in the movie Where uh The people of Elysium are are, It looks like they're having an outdoor party Right I don't know if you saw that part But uh If you look at it closely In the background There's a, a A huge Pyramid Um in the background, where they're having that party, wow! Yeah. It's kind of like I think it's silver or metallic, um, and uh, it started to dawn on me that maybe uh, the people, the the actors who are portraying people in Elysium, Elysium are are actually like Egyptians or or us, um, and what where where and uh, where that place is? It's in the ionosphere. Mm -hmm. Um, um, maybe uh, the ionosphere is the ethereal world or the uh, the ethers and uh, the people on earth are trying to do what we can do which is dream and travel to all these different places
3: Yes, to be able to access that realm
6: Uh, Yeah, and they're trying to access the realm and they're doing everything in their power to to try to get what we got, but, um, it's not really that easy, mm-hmm. but, uh, I guess the story is tr- trying to like, it's it, what's turning in my mind is the idea of, uh, Elysium being, uh, uh, what we have like, which is accessibility right. for the ethereal world. And, um, based on just based on what I saw in that, I don't know. What do you think? I think you got a good point. Uh, I would say something even more
3: important, and that that is that you as a as a white Canadian would call into this black radio program, says that you have a lot of guts, my brother, okay? And um,
6: I'm, I'm not white. I'm, I'm, I'm well, white.
1: Yeah,
6: cause lot of, no, a oh, okay. lot of the uh,
1: Canadians sound white. <laughs> I didn't think he was, but they—they they sound like it. <laughs> My man. <bad. laughs> well, let me say—let me say this. My dad Good lives thing. in Africville.
6: Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Carla. Uh, yeah, I'm black. My my dad lives in Africville. Um um, I live in I live in Toronto right now. So. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Well, my my bad. I
3: mean, <laughs> I didn't mean to change your color, <laughs> but
6: I, I really I appreciate it. No, well, I have a straight, like, I just like neutral. I call my i my voice is neutral. I don't have any. I don't think I sound white. I don't think I sound black. I
3: no, and you really don't sound Canadian. Yeah, I haven't
6: I'm, said oh. <laughs> Sorry?
3: You know, you have the A and the O typically go together with uh, Canadian accents. Uh, the, the like, out would be O. Yeah, it's like the A and the O are, are, are one in the same letter. So well, one of my favorite people uh, comes from Canada, among several others, and that would be Fergie Jenkins, Uh yeah. former pitcher for the Chicago Cubs uh, many years ago. Oh, cool. And and by the way, uh, you're talking to a black guy who, before I stopped watching television, uh, I've watched hockey for about
6: 40 something plus years.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm an anomaly in this.
6: My brother, my big brother, is a big hockey fan. When I was growing up, he was always hugging the TV with watching hockey games and stuff. Yes. And I
3: go way back with the Canadians, the month when they were the 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 toast of the town. and You just couldn't beat those. They call them the Abs. You could not beat the Abs, no matter what, with John Villavol and the Rocket Richard. And Rocket so you Richard. see, I I go way back with those guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you something else about hockey. The other reason that I that I I used to love hockey so much it was one of the few things I could turn on and watch the white people beat the hell out of each other, even with sticks, if necessary. Yeah,
5: yeah that's funny, eh? <laughs> uh, they don't
6: do that now, so much uh, no you... more. I have to say something else, too, be, uh, before I forget. Like um, okay. Speaking of Canadian uh, Beverly D., uh, you have that voice. I'm not sure if other people have told you, but my mom... Has had that. Well, she she passed away eight years ago, but uh, it's very. It's sort of an accent that not a lot of uh, black women have. But when I hear it, it always like catches my ear. And my aunt has it. She here lives here in Toronto, and uh, a few other of my aunts had that too. And I think it's very. Dignified Calm. and uh, angelic It's sort of like an angelic voice That yeah. you have It's very attractive wow. I mean.
3: <laughs> It puts you at ease It's very calming Oh, okay, Yet,
6: okay. It's, Yeah, it's a Motherly Mother thing that I It, it makes me want to watch Listen to your show more and more and just <laughs>
1: Okay
3: <laughs> All right
6: Relative to that movie Uh,
3: When the uh, the illegal immigrants from the third ship, uh, after the first two are blown out of the sky by Kruger, the third ship manages to land, and then the robots come in their ship. The interesting thing about the robot in the ship is if you look at the ship, it has a name on that helicopter, and it's Homeland Security.
6: Right. Right the, uh, did, Just let
3: you, you know uh, What you got coming In terms of Homeland security What it's going to Eventually morph into
1: Did you look at The movie uh, Now you see me
6: uh, Yes I did I saw that as well um, okay. I didn't really um, I I I couldn't understand What the, the symbol was That they had But I think What it is Is four tarot cards But just um, outlined. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I, I think that's what they. Well, um, brother
1: Robert X had talked about that last week.
6: Right. Yeah. I, I remember what he was talking about. I think that's what the symbol is that they have on the stage there. It's four cards, but they're sort of like a.
3: Yeah, the rest- configuration is, is was just totally different.
6: They had a second, uh, well, they had a. a a first image of the four or a symbol at the beginning and, or when they first got together and then they had another right. symbol on the stage which was so, somewhat different. That's but, right. A similar motif, but... Um, um, you're, I, I liked it. You adore things real well, I'm telling you. Because you're absolutely right. I noticed the same thing. Go ahead. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. Uh, I, I, I didn't really um see any kind of metaphysical principles in it but um i i it was it was enjoyable um i didn't re- like what happened with uh uh the brother at the end um i thought it was kind of like they were trying to force an idea it that's I don't know if that's metaphysics, but I think sometimes Hollywood films try to force an idea. And I think what they're trying to do with the actor in that instance is, um, make him, um, make make him into a bad guy. And that's what they've been doing with a, a few films that they, they put this guy in. Um, there's a, another film called, uh, uh Olympus has fallen. Have you seen that? Yes. yes. yes yeah, yes I
5: have. Yeah. yeah,
6: that's another film where they make uh I'm sorry I'm spacing on the name of the actor there. Um the black actor that uh, Morgan Freeman. Made. Exactly. Morgan Freeman is like uh, being portrayed in um movies as a bad guy now. Um and it's not selling because I grew up um, uh, with that electric company program, and so <laughs> every I see Morgan Freeman, uh, Every time I see Morgan Freeman, all I can think of is like him clapping his hands and wearing
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> and wearing wide leg pants. Like I, that's all I can see: checkered wide leg pants and afro. And
3: uh, <laughs> absolutely. Where he has morphed into something totally different. And remember,
6: he he was in... stuck, and he's stuck. For me, he's... Well, no. He he was in the other movie uh, uh, with (laughs) Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Oblivion.
3: Yes, he was the leader of the resistance, and he sacrificed (laughs) himself.
6: Yeah, I know, and I didn't believe a single bit of it. It's like it was... (laughs) It was like water. I can't believe it. it was but that's so- the
3: other dynamic that you'll see constantly being portrayed with black actors who are forced to sacrifice themselves on the altar of white supremacy in the name of white supremacy living on. You'll see it over and over and over in the movies. That's why oh, it's so. Quick, Quinn.
1: Yeah, I think we lost our caller. Go ahead with your thoughts, uh, Robert. No, I was
3: going to say that that's why it's so important to see how they're portraying these black actors, very well-known, big-name black actors, where even they are being forced, if they're not wearing the dress, they're being forced to commit mm-hmm. suicide on the altar of the maintenance of white supremacy. And that and, scenario and happens over and over. Go ahead.
1: And someone in in the chat room said Samuel Jackson uh, is is one too, and I noticed yeah. that even uh, Denzel Washington and one of yes. his latest movie uh, he showed his naked behind.
3: Yes, not just that, but he also was a uh, uh, forced to get on the altar of sacrificing himself too. And what uh, was that movie where he was a CIA agent who was on the run? Uh, I can't think of the name of it, uh, but that was another recent movie. And then right after that, he did the one where he was a, a philandering, drug-using daddy who was an airline pilot who ended up right. going to jail to satisfy the whims of his son. His son was very proud that he went to prison. I think the name of that was The Flight or something like that.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the one where he showed his behind. Yeah. There they go showing that ass again.
3: Unbelievable. And the other thing is they all appear now to want to have an Hispanic woman as opposed to the white woman. The black woman yeah. is never the love interest of the black man in the movies. There's always some other race, be it Asian with uh, 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 Wesley Snipes, uh or some other race, Hispanic, but don't you dare put that black man and that black woman together on that screen. It's like the symbol in Elysium, the corporate symbol, was two buzzards facing each other with the eye of fruit or the arc in the middle. If you slow down the film, you're able to see it. The difference is the circle over the eye which makes the arc is tilted and removed from the eye. Now, the symbol for the Russian oligarch and the uh, global uh, system of Freemasonry is the double-headed eagle facing away from each other. I mean, you'll find this symbol going back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. But what they've done is they've taken that double-headed eagle and have them facing towards each other now with the foot on the arc that's been disconnected, the feminine from the masculine, which again points to the uh, illustration of, of a new paradigm of what a male and female is, which exists in the, in the world of Elysium, really represents. I'm glad that you brought that up, sis, because I forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. That blew my mind. Okay, and I'm still, I still haven't decoded. I'm sure I will sometime in the near future. Uh, that that the whole concept of Elysium with the circle in the circle with the five pointed star sitting inside of the circles within the circles. Right, that's the spiral.
1: I, I have another caller, um, eight four
2: three six one zero. Greetings, greetings. Uh, how's the family doing this evening? Hope that
3: family. Great.
2: Peace. Yes, yeah, so I, I wanted to say, speaking on that double-headed science, you remember, um, that old movie Chronicles of Riddick? Yes. Yeah, the, um, uh, the alien beings there, uh, symbol was, uh, also, uh, two heads
3: facing opposite directions. Wow. I'm going to have to go back and check that out, but I know he has a new one out that I've already seen, and it's excellent.
2: Okay, I haven't seen that yet. But
3: I, I think that probably symbolizes
2: that they still don't have 360 degrees of knowledge. They still, like, that's, that's like 180 because it's looking in two directions instead of one. Right. Well, and I was uh, always
3: told that it was symbolic of the eagle and the buzzard, or the east and west. One representing the eagle, the other representing the buzzard. Oh, okay. Okay. That's well, but, I mean, know. I've heard, I've, I'm way of the 360 degrees of knowledge as well.
2: Oh, I know that. <laughs> I, I, I do yeah. know that's right. Yes, yeah. See, uh, just like, you know, the Masonic Order, uh 33 and the third, you know, see to the third three, and then you get up in the master, and that's when they are. Uh, implicate all the darkness and all the craziness, you know. That's right. So attraction basically starts. But another thing I want to speak on is um some brothers that's coming in Africa uh seeking of the Dogon knowledge and things like that. Yes. And and there's one particular brother I can't recall his name at this time, but he was emphasizing on the fact that um this uh self curve science with SATs and all of those things when we take tests for some reason, that number four is always um, basically registered to us, you know, um, which I think is interesting, considering that nature in these things is supposed to be a number four. You know, feminine energy, you know, right. the female is basically the balance, the foundation of any family structure, which is basically a four. Right. And it's like they're saying they're emphasizing on this this homo energy, you know, this gay energy and things like that. Separating, you know, the black man from woman and putting him with any other race, even another male, and even with that, most of the time, I guess it's not exactly with another, you know, black male, but overall, the separation of, you know, male and female energy, that's heaven on earth, you know, that's heaven, period, so, yes, sir. you know, I've been trying to ponder. Uh, and figure out what could be done, if, if anything. I know it's all about free will overall, and uh, you know, I mean, it's so much, you know, just like uh, the lifestyle they're implicating uh, on the rappers. They got gay rappers. What would it take right. to bring them back home? You know.
3: Well, I tell you, brother, you you are on it, man. Uh, I noticed that in uh, Elysium, uh, that, that three and four uh, when they first when the when the Robo cops first stopped him. They stopped him uh at bus station thirty four and then the machine that he's running at armadine just coincidentally happened to be thirty four you check it out <laughs> and then the the uh the nurse that uh frankie that's uh helping him and then he helps her daughter to get to Elysium. uh they mentioned the first words, the first numbers that come out of her mouth was she's wanted on the third and fourth floors, floors inside of the hospital. <laughs> and so I'm, look, I'm saying, man, you know, I can't. It's like uh, me uh, copying a DVD on my DVD recorder. The numbers never go beyond nine, okay, in terms of the time that it takes to record. From one DVD to a blank DVD. And one day, don't ask me how it happened, luckily I took my camera phone and took a picture of it, but it went all the way to 1111 11, and it stopped. And I took a picture of it. Don't ask me how it did it. It hasn't done it since. I'm not sure if it'll do it again. But those 1111s, 11, 11, and like I told Sister Belle, that three and the four and the seven keeps coming up over and over and over in almost everything that I've watched or do.
5: Wow. It's
3: mind-blowing, brother. So when when you explain it about the three and the four, I mean about the four and its relevance in terms of the feminine principle and that kind of thing, yeah, you're right on it, man.
2: It definitely means a lot. I mean, um, I guess the key really is to go inside and um, get that information from inside because uh, all these things definitely mean something. just like saying with that 11, you know, the Tower of Babel. Um, I forgot the name of this movie. Oh, uh, Rowdy Ronnie Piper, the movie with the sunglasses. They put the they sunglasses live. on. The kind of- yes. Yeah. They
3: live. <laughs> right. Yes, Wasn't sir. Was it in
2: that movie when somebody got, I don't know if I'm getting movies tied up, but my point is when people got old before they would die, some guy said that he would see evidence either in their throat or in their neck before they died. Was that? No, that was a movie? different one. Okay, okay. But my point then, with that is. Go ahead, go ahead brother. Go ahead. No, nah, my point with that is like 9 nine eleven, You know, I mean, anything that symbolizes 11, you know, it, it usually uh, means something. I don't know if it's the Vatican science or that Roman order, man, even though that's the Vatican in itself. You know that's basically what happened to the Roman order that we're governed by, but um that that eleven is definitely uh very symbolic to a lot of things they say that's a good spiritual time to meditate on them. young brothers uh know the alleged radio that's when he starts his meditation you know he starts his interlude on eleven eleven for meditation you know to tap into the spiritual side of of uh melanin but um. I, I don't know. It's like there's, there's so many things really to ponder with all these things that's going on right now. What well, I would brother?
3: No, I was just gonna say I would definitely agree with the brother, uh, and I've tried to tell people that I'm seeing it day and night, and have been doing that for over a year. And it's not just me; it's my girl. I can be on the phone talking to somebody, and I look at the clock, and it's showing eleven, eleven. They're right there to confirm what I'm saying. So hmm. you know. And I try to tell people my spiritual awareness has grown to the point that even I don't understand all of it. You know, I, I deal with it because it is, but I'm being honest. I don't understand all of it. All I can tell you is what has been happening to me right in full view of a good 20 to 25 other people consistently. So it's real. These times are dictating a lot of what's going on, and that's why I do not have the fear of anything or anybody. I don't <laughs> because when the aliens told me, "Don't worry, we got this it's the most it's the single most important thing that happened to me in my life, and my life has not been the same since that happened. People that's been around me, brother, will tell you. And now it's starting to happen to other people that are around me. So it's not just me anymore. So I tell black people get rid of your fear and your anxieties because there's a higher order to things that are occurring now. And what you see going on in terms of the negative vibration. Is an act of desperation on the part of the negative forces.
2: And it has nothing to do with us.
5: Yes, sir.
2: Wow.
1: Now, someone in the chat room are asking you, Robert uh, X, are you sure these are aliens?
3: Let and me put is it like this.
1: Alien?
3: Let me put it like this. Uh, you know, I explained this before. But, uh, that's the name that we use to describe describe people who are other than you know what we are. These beans were nine feet tall, okay, I haven't met any nine feet tall people. They were pasty white with big eyes, okay didn't talk mouth didn't talk, but communicated with me telepathically. They showed me some things. I recounted those things to the people at the forum when I found myself back in my car. Don't know how I got there. Don't know when I left my home. Don't remember any of that. All I can tell you is I explained to them at the risk of sounding like a a fool, to be quite honest, because I was not into that until that happened to me, okay? Don't mean that I didn't do some studying of that over the years. I have because it's a part of the reality of things that people want to know about, so I have to know about those things. But I had not, uh, and anybody has been around me will tell you, I had not made any kind of focus on these things. And then to submit things even more, when the movie Prometheus comes out, is exactly what I described in the movie. It's those aliens. And then we come to find out that those aliens were supposed to come back to Earth to destroy Earth based on the errors that they made in creating humanity. And then we find Elysium... Being mentioned prominently in the Superman movie with the Man of Steel, where the Man of Steel is really Dogon history and the the, uh, Mistress of Speech. Now, you can imagine, brother, I didn't produce any of this stuff. This stuff comes out much later after I have my experience, but it's all tying together. And that's not even to mention me going into things that I never thought I would be going into, like pi, and what that represents, and seeing these pi symbols and, and the relevance of pi and mathematics in terms of the sacred geometry and what all this stuff represents. And then I'm seeing white people taking the stuff that me and Beverly's talking about on the radio, and they don't know I'm monitoring their programs, and mm-hmm. I'm listening to them repeat the stuff that we're saying word yeah. for word.
2: Oh yeah. Right. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's man, been it's
3: heavy. blowing me away, man.
2: Yeah, it's it's been a heavy. Uh, there's a lot of programs on the internet, even about uh, uh old African uh, spiritual practices. You know, if uh all of that, Roba, you know, they they talk about it like you know it, it's theirs. You know, it came from their their grandparents. Yeah, they
3: try to put a European face on the stuff.
2: Yeah, John all that. It's it's really incredible. Yeah. It's really incredible. Uh, (laughs) I wanted to change the subject for a second, brother. Yes, sir. Do you know anything about Springfield, Missouri and the the underground caverns? Um, Are you familiar with that?
3: No, but you brought it up. Uh, It's in my head. I will look.
2: Yeah, they said that those underground caverns go from here to england all throughout the continental so oh, far, wow, you talking transcontinental yes brother yes indeed underground underground on youtube they got tractor trailers going down and delivering uh food surpluses all of that water all kind of stuff It's crazy and i also heard that they're thinking about that's where they're going to move dc because um what is that underground bunker for to protect the president was supposed to have been blown up? I think that was rigged so that they have probable cause to move everything to um uh,
3: Missouri or wherever they plan to move it to. And so do you think that these sinkholes are part of that dynamic?
2: Uh, she Mother Nature's doing her thing. She's she's letting us know don't be fooled and she's probably telling them, listen When the ancestors do come, don't think that you're going to be under the ground and you're going to be safe, because I guess that's what it means in the Bible when it says the rocks are going to be crying out, because they're going to be sitting on top of them, you know, those those disagreeable ones.
3: (laughs) Yes, sir. See that. See this is why I'm still uh, fairly optimistic in the face of people having their uh, EBT cards cut off and this kind of thing. Uh, Because people need to understand That the nourishment is all around you In the ether It's all around you And that it's been known From time immemorial That the nourishment that you need Is within And that you don't necessarily have to Survive or sustain On any of this Based on the constitution of your thinking In your mind That this substance that we consume, called matter, exists within the ether of light, and that you can exist off the light, and that there are people who haven't eaten or drinking anything who exist today for months and years because they're in control of their mental faculties. And they merely meditate to deal with that. Extremely important how we vibrate. Wow. Tell it you,
2: is. It, you're absolutely right. I've, I've heard of um a few people. There's an Indian guy. I don't know exactly how old he is. I don't know if they've spoke on it, but he's a very old man and he hasn't eaten he might eat something once every two or three months.
5: <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. You know, and there's, there's an, uh, uh, African American brother. I don't know where he lives. Uh, Nevada. He's, he's somewhere close to the desert in the desert. He, he's the same way. He's like, uh, 60 or 70 years old. He's like six. He's tall supposedly. And, uh, he's a breatharian also, but right. overall, even, um, below that, should I say, cause that's, that that's that high vibration. Um, Our parents always had to create, you know. I mean, it's not just about having those uh, fish fries or those card parties, you you know what I'm saying, like they used to do in the hood. (laughs) We're creative people, man. You know, I mean, regardless of what slavery has done to us, if we just let our energy just flow, we make things happen, man. You know, we, we make things happen. So just like you're saying, overall, we just really need to eliminate the fear and just flow. Because, you know, we are the ones, and I even have to say this about um, what you were saying about the hockey game. The analogy that I got out of my spirit when you um, were talking about how much you should love hockey, you know, it's a funny thing. The ice is white. That hockey puck is black. Yeah, Those white boys are beating telling each other for that black hockey puck, and they've been fighting over us ever since. <laughs> since the beginning of the time, they've been fighting over us.
4: <laughs> That's
6: right. <laughs> That's
4: brilliant, brother. No yeah, doubt man. about it. <laughs>
2: Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, I thank you too. I love and I love and appreciate all of us immensely, man, and you just keep what you're doing. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, brother. Okay. And you also Empress uh Beverly D indeed. Uh, be thank the you. The thank you for listening.
1: Peace always and always yeah. good. Well, Robert Next, as always, um we've had fun. And we have got a lot of knowledge. So we're going to do this again. Um, yes. Uh, and and I want you, I got to go look at that movie, Gravity. So yeah. uh, you can tell us what's going on with that.
3: Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. Because as I said yesterday, I know that's melanin, that's light, uh, that's the electromagnetic field, that's light, okay? So mm-hmm. they can call it whatever they want. I know it's a melanated
2: foundation, which means
3: it's me, it's us.
1: Right. And and someone in the chat room is saying, don't forget about uh, pool, when they shoot that black ball in the game of pool.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, well, look, one day I'll <laughs> give you a thing on the, the whole pool thing. of One of the smartest young people I know who's no longer with us, uh, he left at an early age. Uh, But he broke that thing down on pool like nobody's business, along with the rabbit. He kind of broke that one down uh, as well, Brother Minister Ezekiel. I must mention that young brother, uh, smartest young brother. He was polite before polite was polite.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. Well, uh, yeah. Well, thank you again, uh, Robert X. And you know uh, we'll be back at this again. And I I really appreciate you, and you truly is the wizard. (laughs) Help, Mr. Wizard! I
3: appreciate you, Sister O-Tap.
1: Okay. O-Tap, peace and much love. Until next time, peace and much, much love, and thanks again for listening.